Hi there, you're listening to the LLB podcast, the podcast for law students and young lawyers. My name is Johnny Nguyen and I'll be your host today. Welcome to episode 5 of the podcast. Today I'll be talking about something I call conclusion-first communication, or otherwise known as top-down communication. Why it's so important and how you can start changing your style to do this. I wanted to talk to you today about something I call conclusion-first communication. There might be a better name out there, maybe even a proper one, but it's the idea that you want to deliver the most relevant and valuable pieces of information at the start of your communication, regardless of whether you are speaking or writing. It's something that some of my mentors have taught me, and I've realized is quite important in the workplace, yet often isn't dealt with uh, at university or in other educational institutions. Most of us went through secondary and or tertiary education, being taught a certain style of argumentation and essay writing. The idea is we put down an argument, we provide supporting reasons for it, then supporting evidence for it, before finally then getting to drawing out implications and conclusions. In practice, virtually everyone wants to hear the conclusion first. Some then want to hear about the supporting reasons and or evidence, whilst others are just simply happy knowing the conclusion. Sometimes it will depend on what subject matter you're dealing with and what you're being told in the first place. Regardless of which category you fall into though, uh, you'll probably want to hear the conclusion first and you'll be saved time doing so. For people who want to hear the details, hearing the conclusion first allows them to focus their attention on what led to that conclusion in the first place. You're essentially providing them with a roadmap to understanding the conclusion and pinpointing the most significant issues that they need to pay attention to. For the people that don't want the details, it's pretty self-explanatory. You've saved them some time by not making them sit through an explanation they didn't want in the first place. Here are two examples that I think most of us would have experienced that really illustrates this. Now think about an assessment that you've gone through at university. You've just received the feedback for the assessment. What's the first thing you're looking for? I can tell you that I'm probably looking for the mark, whether I've passed or failed and what specific number I got. Uh, For some people, that's all they want to know. Whether they passed or failed and what the grade is, that's it. For these people, imagine how frustrating it would be for them to sit through and read five pages of feedback before knowing whether they passed or failed. Yet, If we think about others who do want to know the reasons, even they benefit, right? Because without knowing whether they passed or failed and what mark they got, these people will struggle to interpret the feedback in light of its context. It'll be hard for them to know what the important issues are and whether they should be focusing on the good or the bad or etc. Another second example that we can think about is when we visit the doctor. You tell them about your symptoms and most of us will then fall into the category of simply wanting the conclusion. You want the doctor to give you a diagnosis, tell you what you have, and tell you how to fix it. What's the course of treatment? Now imagine if you did that and you told your doctor what your symptoms were and they pulled out a stack of research papers about the common cold before pulling out a second stack of research papers about why you should get some rest over the next few days and what the benefits of that is. Now even if you were the type to ask questions about it, you would be served better if the conclusion was up front, if you knew what the diagnosis and the treatment was before they went into those research papers, because it would allow you to then meaningfully ask questions. 
At the end of the day, conclusion-first communication is relevant in virtually every part of your life. But if you're looking for an internship, clerkship, graduate role, it's particularly relevant when you communicate with HR. Think about your resume, your cover letters, or even the interviews you sit through. All of these things can be streamlined by using this communication style. Uh, that's it from me today. Let me know what you think in the comments. Do you disagree or agree with this sort of communication style? Do you have other ways of communicating that you think are better? Uh, regardless, let me know. Thank you for watching and see you next time.